everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost, the joy of junk journals. Having a romance with paper? You're not alone. Apparently, there's a lot of us. And I'm so excited about this because I'm I'm experiencing it too. I'm coming along for the ride right along with you. I am uh, currently going through a lot of my old stuff and uh, I'm getting myself reacquainted with why I bought what I bought and honestly falling in love with everything all over again. Um, So it is quite a journey to go through your stuff and touch all the different papers and feel all the different feels and get so excited again about why um, I have collected all these things over time. And um, uh, I remember, I remember specifically when I pick up something, oh, I got that because of this or because of the feel or because of the the, the form of the font or the, the way the text is strewn across the pages or how big the font is or how small the font is or the style of the font. Is it gothic? Is it a different language? Does it um, reach out to me in a different way than a different piece of paper does? Um, You know, there's so many different kinds of paper and uh, I had a a comment from a a lady recently who said that um, Uh, She had uh, received one of the ephemera packs I put out and she said she spent two hours going through each piece and just enjoying the experience of reading and touching and feeling and I thought, oh yes, yes, that's exactly what I was hoping for, that people would experience the feel and the thrill of all the different kinds of papers and... um, And it also makes me feel like I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. (laughs) It's it's a real thing. So many of us love it. And I had a talk with my husband this morning. Uh, He was saying, um, do you think that now that COVID is starting to calm down, that people won't be as interested in making junk journals anymore? And I said to him, you know what? I said... um, you know, anything is possible, but the way I feel is that, oh, we have a nice ambulance going by right now. Yes, I'm driving in my car and I'm doing my podcast. So there we go. Here comes the ambulance. And there you go. Many angels around you and take the person safely and and heal them. Okay. Thank you. Um, the craft industry is a $43 billion a year business. And I think what COVID did was had a lot of people focus on something new. A lot of people became exposed to the concept of junk journals who had never heard of it before. And, um, uh, you know, I hope that people uh, still enjoy making them. I know when I get into something, I really get into it up to my eyeballs. And uh, um, whether COVID's here or not, I'm going to keep making junk journals. It's just my passion. I love doing it. I just, I don't know. I just, they got to come out of me. They have to be born. And um, um, it's fulfilling. And uh, so, yeah, so people, um, um, back on this topic of, uh, you know, is it okay to tear up a book? This concept of order and chaos. Order is a lot, for example, uh, in relationship to a book. Um, Collected material, information, knowledge, wisdom, art put into a book so that a person can enjoy it. Now this uh, book can be handed to one person as a gift possibly. Um, I'm not talking about a junk journal, I'm talking about just a regular book, let's say an art book, uh, Leonardo's Greatest Works, something like that. 
and uh, another person can enjoy it and they may flip they may read the whole thing how often does that really happen in life how often have you read from front to back every single page in a book rarely right and I imagine that most books live that life yeah sadly I think I think that might be true um, and then what happens to the book the book often gets put on a shelf it gets um, maybe given to a friend or family member maybe it becomes a doorstop maybe it collects a lot of dust maybe it ends up in a box in the cellar or the basement or the hall closet or the attic you know maybe for years maybe nobody looks at it and uh, you know okay I'm gonna anthropomorphize a book Um, that poor little book you know it's sitting there with all its wonder and its glory inside of itself and uh, won't see the light of day often when we read a book and we're done with it some of us hold on to the book and we never release it it just stays with us until we die and um, um, all that information is locked in there all those beautiful illustrations all the beautiful font all the lovely gorgeous papers and uh, so then comes along a junk journal maker and uh, all of a sudden somebody's taking this book that maybe after somebody died got donated to a thrift shop it was sold and um, often these books will get shredded if they don't get sold so you could say, I, I hear this a lot about the math books. How could you tear apart a math book? Somebody in Zimbabwe could learn algebra, and, and they're not because you're tearing apart a math book. Well, um, I'll bet somebody in Zimbabwe, if they really wanted to learn math, would still find a way. And um, maybe, you're, maybe yes, maybe no, they have access to the internet. I don't know what it's like everywhere else in the world, but a lot of information is lo- online, and very, very few people actually use um, books anymore to learn. The colleges and the schools, um, at least in America, many are turning to... I'm hearing a strange buzzing noise in my car trying to figure out what it is. Um, Many uh, are turning to... You're learning on your tablet, your computer, everything is online, all the textbooks are going online. So this concept of paper and uh, handwriting is just disappearing. It's vaporizing right in front of our eyes. It's just gone. And um, and what I'm finding is that, that those of us that remember when, because we went to school and we, we used the paper and we used the, um, um, uh, we hand wrote things and we remember. And there's something about when, when we come across something like that, it sparks an interest or a feeling in us that's remarkable. It's it's laden with memories. It's so full of richness. Um, you know, I said to my husband today, uh, uh, you know, back when, when we would write something down on a piece of paper, we would refer to it as, oh, that somebody just scribbled something on there, as if it, the paper was worthless and it was just something to be tossed out. And uh, now, when we find uh, old handwritten papers they're treated like they're the golden bible from the gods Um, they're so precious and what we take today as something that is so insignificant and so unimportant um, and I'm talking from like the 1800s 1900s mindset if we you know we don't think anything about it at the time but somebody 
10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100, 150 years from now may completely look at that scribble, that paper, differently. And uh, so all you journalers out there, um, more power to you. I think being able to journal and uh, express yourself through the written word is a, is a beautiful thing. And I think it's a wonderful way to um, express your emotions, get your feelings out, get your head sorted out, um, and make a mark on life. Like I was here, even though if my intent writing the journal in the journal is not for anybody else to see it, somehow, some way, somewhere, that journal might get into somebody else's hands (laughs) maybe another family member maybe after you pass and it may end up on ebay it may end up who knows what we're going to have 100 years from now it may end up on 100 things um and then somebody might take a look at it and look at your thoughts and 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 the beauty of that is that they're going to look at your pure unadulterated unfiltered history of your life and your thoughts of the way it truly was and appreciate it from a different completely different perspective um i mean I, I, that's i mean that's how i feel i can only speak how i feel but i know that when i come across a diary or an autograph book or uh, just handwritten anything schoolwork um, and gosh, you remember having mounds and mounds of paper schoolwork around? What happened to all of that? It's gone. I mean, I, I think because we thought it was useless, it was disposable, and it was necessary to get rid of it because it was just in the way. And, and now, oh my gosh, it, I've just covered it. it. It's just when I see, uh, you know, papers from a student who was learning, who was writing something, who was you know, going through the process of trying to understand how history was, well, how, how they wrote their English paper, how they struggled through their math class, you know, trying to figure out calculus. Oh, oh, let me tell you, um, I had two rounds of that class. (laughs) I couldn't quite figure it out the first time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, it, it's, it just takes on an entirely different meaning. And, and maybe the two events don't really... Hmm, somebody's yelling. Oh, they're yelling a lot. Well, if they're not yelling at me, I'm parked. I'm not doing anything. Oh, okay. It's a garbage guy saying something to his driver. Okay, everything's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the craziness. Am I here on the outside of the world looking around? Um, yeah, apparently we're over... I guess the pipelines are open again and everything's okay. Um, yeah, quick little tidbit. I did go... I went to the Walmart yesterday. The Walmart. What am I? The Facebook. The Walmart. I am now of the the elder clan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I went to Walmart yesterday to get some gas, and I was I don't know maybe like two or three people deep in the line to get gas. Not that bad. And uh, all of a sudden the woman the woman from Walmart comes out going out of gas. We're out of completely out of gas. Just she's like doing the neck move, you know, with that like the hand across the neck out. I'm like oh. So now I'm thinking, well, I better, I better go get some gas somewhere else. So I went to a second place and um, a shell. And I went to the shell and I got some gas. And uh, there was this adorable little uh, elderly woman who was uh, actually uh, kind of in line with me at the Walmart. She must have followed me over to the shell because she was there. And she was um, 
uh, she got a spot and she was trying to get gas and I, I looked at her and she was just staring at the gas pumps and it was kind of a long time and I thought hmm, maybe she needs some help so I just called over to her. I was actually at the same uh, uh, pump lane as she was and I said hey you need some help and she just looks at me and she goes yes so I went over there and um, she said they don't have any regular I only get regular. I've never gotten anything else other than regular. And I said, uh, she goes, I don't even know what plus is. And I said, oh, it's it's okay. It's a plus is like it's going to clean your car out a little better, but it's a little more expensive. Are you okay with that? And she said, yeah, but I don't even know where to put my card in. Like the whole thing was foreign to her. And I thought, well, so I helped her. Help her. Got she got a full belly gas and everything was okay. And apparently, uh, we all woke up this morning and um, I, I think it's over. I'm not sure. You can't really tell, but. Um, I have no idea why I'm telling you this. <laughs> but anyway, that was my experience um, of going out in the world. And okay, um, now that crisis is averted, I hope. Um, because, uh, I, you know, I just I just want us all to be able to follow the things that we find interesting. So, I don't... I don't... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I don't think she regularly gets gas on a regular basis. I think somebody else must do it for her, but she realized that her tank was empty, so... Anyway, sometimes all of our tanks get empty and we need to fill them. And sometimes we fill them with paper who are, who, you know, we are who we are here. We all, we know each other. We are, we are of the clan. <laughs> and uh, maybe we're having a little romance with paper. Um, a, 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 you know, alliteration, a little, uh, a little uh, enjoyment of uh, feeling it. I think, I think because it anchors memories and anchors old times and, do you remember learning cursive? Do you remember sitting down? And, and I don't know if you remember this time, but in school, do you remember when you were growing up and you were really small? You were like a toddler. I don't know if you remember that far back, but if you were a toddler and going to age four, five, six, where your hands, they weren't as coordinated as you want that, wanted them to be. I remember that so specifically. Like my, my hands and my fingers... Like, I would try to grab something, and I wouldn't be able to grab it with the dexterity that I thought I should. I just, I, I hadn't developed to that point yet. I, I must have been pretty small, I hope, I hope. And, uh, uh, but then as I got a little bit older, dexterity started to come into play. And I thought, okay, now I think I can pick up small things that are intricate and, and uh, make small maneuvers with my fingers. And um, um, I have, you know, why am I telling you this? I don't know. But, um, uh, so... Anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, 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 yeah, writing, that's what it was. <laughs> so as I'm going through school and they're trying to teach us how to write in cursive and uh, we had those, um, we all started with pencil first because we were going to make a lot of mistakes and we had these big giant uh, pink gum erasers uh, and they ne- remember the big ones, the big giant ones, because apparently we were going to make a lot of mistakes and um, they gave you this uh, calligraphy paper where it had big wide 
uh, bars across it and you were supposed to have your like your little a come all the way up to the top of the bar and hit the bottom bar and then you know you make your little curlies and everything and you would do pages and pages and pages of this and um you know that was wonderful and then uh, where did all those papers go oh i would give my eye teeth for those and um then we graduated to pen oh you remember the first day you got a pen in your hand i mean at school not at home, but at school when you were allowed to write in pen. It was like they were handing you the, um, what's that sword that the guy can't pull out of the stone? That thing. You know, it's like, da 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 da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Here is your pen. You are now of the pen guild. Uh, you can write with the pen. You, what you write will stay there forever. But I have whiteout. Yes, thank goodness they have whiteout. And then we all bought lots of bottles of whiteout. Remember that? Or how about the pen eraser? That thing was like uh, the most... That thing just tore right through the paper until you got through the other side. There's, there's really no such thing as a pen eraser. <laughs> you can cover it up, but it's really hard to erase pen. I, I think, anyway, there's probably a pen eraser today. That was 100 years ago. But, uh, yeah... Um, there we were. We were learning how to write. And we struggled. And we struggled. And, oh, remember developing your own signature? Or remember all the kids in the class were practicing their signature? What would I like my signature to look like? It was such an important thing. I know it really was important to the girls. We were, like, practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing. Probably important to the boys, too. But we were like, oh, yeah, no, I like it like this. I like it like that. I like it like this. I have more... A slant to the right. I have mine straight up and down and everything is perfect. And uh, then you had the artsy uh, group in the class that could do all that shadowing and fancy calligraphy uh, that looked like, you know, the thing in old books and things like that. Like the old... Um, the old special, like, like monks wrote it, you know what I mean? Like really fancy stuff. And, um, I, I was not of that group. No, I, I never, I never made it into that group. I was more of the, I'm just happy to have a pen. Yep. And I'll, I'll write and then I'll, okay. So what did you have to do? Like if you made a mistake with your pen on your paper, did you just cross it out? Did you cross it out and initial it? Like you do on a check if you make an error? Um, did you cover it up with whiteout? Where is all the paper with all the whiteout on it? Where is that? It's gone. I mean, we just threw it out because we thought it meant nothing. I'm sure there are mothers out there that save their kids' homework and school assignments and stuff like that. But there were a lot of people who got rid of it. A lot of us. Uh, you know, you go through life, you move. You, 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 what am I going to carry around this, this box of papers the rest of my life? I won't, I'm moving into a small apartment in New York. I have no room. I, I got to get rid of stuff. And there went so much paper. And um, when you think about it, too, actually re breathing uh, new life into these old papers and, and, and uh, appreciating the handwritten ones and the old books and that. <clears throat> Just think about the trees we're saving. I mean, you know, when we're reusing these old papers into our books and things like that, I mean, if, if uh, you appreciate nature and, and you appreciate not having to go and, um, you know, create all new artwork supplies. This is an awesome resource when you think about it. So I guess my point is, um, I think a lot of us do have a romance with paper. And I think, I think you gotta tune in and find out where you feel, how you feel when that paper hits your hand, what evokes an emotion 
what evokes a response? And we hope that when we put these in our junk journals, that possibly it might evoke a response or a feeling or a moment of awe or questioning or intrigue or interest in someone else. And we have absolutely no power to know whether that's going to happen, but we offer the opportunity. And I think um, from the feedback I'm hearing that and, and just from hearing comments from you guys and listening to how much you love paper and you love the experience of paper and now understanding how many people in the world love the feel and the sound of paper, that we are many. We are not, it's, it's not an isolated thing. This is a real thing. I'm not sure if it's just our age category. I'm, I'm 56. Maybe I grew up in the age of paper. Um, that should be an age. <laughs> it should be an age. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I hear from many people who are much younger and are much older and still fascinated by paper. And actually, I'm fascinated by things that were around way before I was ever born. So I take that one off the table. That one is, has been removed. Um, so, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on that. So feel free to chime in anywhere on um, yeah, if you want to chime in on the um comments on the YouTube videos or what your thoughts or feelings are, feel free, go at it. Um, the Facebook group, awesome. So I hope you're having fun. I hope you're enjoying your romance with paper. Um, I know I'm thoroughly enjoying my time with you and our time with paper and let's carry on and let's keep creating and let's keep having fun together. And I will be talking to you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.